Hey, what's up, everyone? It's Drew, and I want to welcome you back to Learn How to See Better, the only podcast out there that'll improve your vision the longer you listen. And what I want to do is something a little bit different. I thought I would uh, take you guys through a little journey that uh, where I cover some information over the next few episodes, and I wanted to kind of give you a little bit of a preview to what that's going to be about. So this is essentially going to be a content mini-series, and it's just designed to help be a positive beacon of light in the world. I want to inspire everyone out there to just take action and continue to rise above their circumstances uh, and and continue to think clearly so we make good, healthy decisions about our well-being overall uh, now and as we look into the future. So I figure like, hey, who's that excluding? Nobody. Who's that including? Just about everybody. So it's a way that I want to attempt to be able to reach the whole world uh, with these positive uh, messages of learning how to see better and that we all have that capacity. It's just about unlocking that. So what are some of the things that we're going to talk about? Well, we're going to talk about the things that people don't always like to talk about. We're going to talk about feelings. We're going to talk about thoughts. We're going to talk about questions. We're going to talk about answers, right? We're going to talk about actions and and, and situations and how to handle all of those because these are all different things that we're being forced to think about in different categories where we're having new experiences and sometimes things feel a little bit different. So it may seem as though it's not all that clear with different messages you're receiving how you should best proceed to be able to get uh, the most out of your current day experience. So That's my little preview that I wanted to throw out there. I've got uh, a handful of episodes about some of these topics. Uh, They should have pretty exciting topics, uh, pretty exciting titles by the time I'm done with them. And uh, you better believe some of the stuff that I'm cooking up for you will be quite savory to the palate. So with that, I want to go ahead and pause this intro. We'll go ahead and uh, cue up that first little taste right now and enjoy me for the ride. I hope you like what we've got in store for you. And if you do, make sure you let me know about it and what resonates with you most so I can make sure I'm tuned into the right channel since you're tuned into the right channel. Thanks. Enjoy the listen. Let's take a quick walk for a second, okay? We're going to take a walk down memory lane, all right? And stay with me now. In this walk down memory lane, I want you to think back Let's think back to a time where we went shopping and we might have just bought something that cost a lot of money. It was expensive. And let's just say in this instance, as you walk down memory lane, you think back to this time when you bought it, it was like you wanted it so bad. It was the best. It was it was a once in a, in a lifetime opportunity. You had to get it. You made this purchase, right? This purchase that if you think about it, With any sort of sense, you realize that, oh my goodness, I've made this decision emotionally. And then the very next thing is that it's like, but but, but, but wait, I got a great deal. I've really been wanting this for a long time. This was the only opportunity I was going to have to take advantage of this great deal. What do you notice about what I just said. Whatever memory you brought about for that thing you bought, if you really wanted it, you probably recognize the decision was whether you could afford it or not. Somewhat emotional, 
but you'll also find that you magically at the same time, or at least just after, found a unique way to justify the logic in that purchase, right? So you make this decision emotionally and then you'll justify it logically and it's like, wow, okay. And you can think about that for any rash decision, you know, that, that you've made. Particularly shopping is the one that's kind of a gender agnostic. We've all, you know, if, if you're, you're a grown up, had a chance to make some of your own expenditures, you maybe bought a little something you like and uh, went like, okay. Yeah, let me, uh, oof, yeah, uh, I need to explain why, why I made this move. So I'm talking about things that we buy in the marketplace, but I'm also thinking, talking about things that we buy into in life, right? Ideas that we buy into, ideas of ways that we want our lives to be, ideas that, of the ideals that we have, um, the way things should be, the way the world should be. Um, in a perfect world, everything would be like this, right? So when we think about those things, we recognize that we are always buying things. We're always buying into something. We're buying into beliefs, right? You buy into the idea that uh, if you live your life this way, you get these results. You buy into the idea if you live that way, you get the, uh, different results, right? We've been taught all our lives, we've been sold on different ideas. There's been you know, people close to us, uh, there's been more structured learnings, right? There, there's ideas that are promoted. Uh, we are in a very uh, vocal world symbolically in that um, we all have unique views and opinions and everyone's selling and everyone's buying. Everyone's influencing, everyone's being influenced. So we really got to give that some thought because I recognize that there are situations in which our buying behaviors are affected, right? Have you ever been in a situation where you had to purchase something um, because you had to? Time was running out, right? Um, you know, there's a lot of instances where if you think back to, you know, the, the early 2000s where there was a housing boom, um, there was instances where people um, would be in line for new builds, new construction of homes. They'd be in line and they would have a lottery because there was so much demand. It's like, we can't sell you. There's more. We're oversold, right? All the houses, we haven't even built them yet. And there's a line around the block. So there'd be a lottery to try and make it fair for people to get a chance to to have an opportunity in this housing shortage. And what you would find is people would take whatever lot they would get. Like, look, just put my name in the hat as long as I get one. I just, I want to be able to buy a house, right? You didn't recognize if the house was on, you know, the back of it was to a major, a major street, right? Where it's very loud or power lines or some other desirable feature that you might not want, right? So when you think about the idea that um, buying decisions can be influenced if we're under pressure, if there's limitation of, of the thing that we can get our hands on, right? There's only 50 available, there, but there's 88 of you trying to buy this thing, right? So there's, there's urgency, there's scarcity, and these are things that can drive our behaviors. And what is interesting is when we feel stressed or we feel like if you feel excited about a situation, you feel very you know, clear-minded, like you're, you can make that decision just fine. But in other instances where, um, you know, maybe you're playing, I don't know, maybe you're playing a video game, right? Or you're in some sort of simulation, you're in a driver's test. You feel like uh, there's an overbearing, someone looking down your shoulder when you got to make the right decision. Maybe you're taking a test. If you've been in college and you had an hour to take the test, 50 minutes to take the test, a certain fixed amount of time to take the test. And this test is difficult right? And you're muddling through and you need to finish it. So you're just doing whatever it takes to fill in all the answers, right? Or sometimes some people be like, I'm going to make sure I got these ones right and I'll leave the rest blank. 
whatever the approach, uh, you know, that decision making process under stress is a little bit different. So how does that tie into what I'm talking about here today is I'm thinking a lot about how emotions and logic really dictate our lives, but, but then they're also delicately influenced by the situations around us. And so when we think about our situations, uh, each of us individually, that's going to allow us to either have, uh, it's going to allow us to have clear thought and rational emotion, but if we're in a situation that doesn't allow us the freedom to operate in our best capacity, then we might not be able to think clearly. We might not be able to feel clearly. We might have feelings that we can't quite explain, right? We might have, we might have fear or disruptions that make changes to our lives that just throw us off a little bit, right? I mean, we, we've all seen it. We've all seen it when we watch sports. You, you know, the quarterback gets hit a couple of times. Uh, you know, the defensive end gets through. He's a little bit too quick on that spin move, then boom. Even though that quarterback's, quarterback's been on a stride, you know, you hit him hard enough, you rattle his cage a little bit and his, his emotions start to get involved in his ability to execute because he's thinking about what might happen to him. And when you play the game, you know, at least in football, it's like you're going to get hit. You're going to get licks, right? You're going to get knocked down. You got to get back up. You know, don't get your head knocked in, right? But it's important to understand that that is a part of the game. And so if, you know, a quarterback were to always play in a state of fear, he's going to throw much more errant passes. He's going to be thrown off his cadence. He's just not going to operate in his peak. And when I think about how emotions and logic can affect us in the face of fear, it really has me scratch my head and think, wow, how important is it for us to be able to think logically about how situations around us can seemingly create something that may be real and may not be real, right? Imagine how a threat that is very real can seem larger the closer you are to it, right? Like if, you know, if, if you're living life as a stuntman in Hollywood, you might recognize that one of those jumps of the car, you know, if you've ever watched the Fast and the Furious, you ever wonder how, you know, those cars jump from building to building? I mean, you know, you got computer, computer animation, animation, but there's also a lot of stuntmen and, you know, they put it out there on the line. Um, but I think when there's a certain fear, when you have an understanding of how the, the, the game operates, um, you know, there's, there's just certain things that you can do to look at the other side of the coin. And so when we talk about fear in general, fear in a situation, right? Fear around uh, our own mortality, right? Fear around, you know, wellness or not having it. Uh, there's really a good reason for us to give a lot of thought to uh, protecting that mindset and understanding that, you know, there will always be threats um, in our in our existence until we cease to exist. And, it, and it's really how we focus on uh, what those threats are and how we change our behaviors. So I think that um, we all as living creatures have an innate um, drive or an, an innate uh, need to uh, exist, right? To survive. Even if we don't have a necessitous um, drive to succeed, we at least have a drive to survive. So we all hold uh, in high regard our very existence and self-preservation. However, I think that uh, even from a very young age, uh, we recognize that this existence is not, is not uh, you know, it's, it's finite. You know, the, the life that we live we don't get for a thousand years, uh, at least in this shell, like we do in biblical times. So um, 
what I encourage people to do is, is recognize threats that are real in our life. And as we go through our life and do our best to uh, prepare and protect, I mean, none of us have a crystal ball. So predictions to some degree don't necessarily make the most sense, right? Because we only have so much control over certain situations. But um, in instances, like if you found that someone around you has uh, suffered from really being, you know, infected by an overdose of fear, uh, we have two options really. And I think one of them is we can look to try and help and try and be an influencer and bring that positivity and that light. And then there are other instances where we have to kind of weigh out on truth scales what might be the best medicine in this instance because, you know, I think that uh, we walk on some, we, we tread, we tread, uh, we tread some choppy waters in that arena, right? Um, because in some instances, we have to allow individuals their own experience and allow them to decide if they will fall victim to fear in the sense of false evidence appearing real, or that if you're operating from a sense that um, you are very high risk um, to fall victim to illness, then that's something you're going to perpetuate in the in the universe and actually attract, which is which is the craziest thing about it, right? So um, as we all go about our lives, no matter what part of the world you're in right now in April 2020, in this current day and age, uh, you may be experiencing scenarios or information or situations around you that might seem let's call it scary or what might be perceived as other as, by others as scary but but taking a moment to have solace and still retain logic while you're in an emotional state is essential because if you're consumed by emotion that drives the decisions that you try to justify with logic that are really illogical right um, then we may find ourselves you know unnecessarily robbing ourselves of our own freedoms that can never be taken from us, the freedom that we have to, to live, the freedom of our mind to thrive and, and experience heaven on earth. Uh, so not to get too philosophical, but I think protection of mindset is, is one of the most important things, you know, mind, body, and soul. Uh, they all go together. They all go together. And I think consciously, you know, talking to an intellectual crowd more than likely here, if you're listening to this, I'm appealing to your intellect and talking to the fact that you recognize that if, um, if all of your decisions right now are, are feelings-based, then we may want to revisit facts and be able to separate you know, fear from facts and recognize that there's a component to faith uh, in all of this and what we really want uh, our resultant outcomes to be. Uh, if we want... Um, this year, despite its changes and turbulence and twists and turns, to still be um, one of our best years yet personally, do not limit yourself to thinking that simply because there is an external factor um, in your arena, in your world, day to day, that you must be limited in your mind's ability to grow to be able to grow spiritually, to be able to strengthen yourself even physically. 
And so those are some of the things that I really just find myself, you know, adamant to share. And my choice of words is very intentional because it's not about using the latest, most talked about phrase or threat or cause of fear. This is separate and above and beyond that. So I wanted to take some time to really to really dig into this. And if you've taken some time to, whether you know it or not, learn how to see better through reflection, through introspection, right? Taking that time out, being willing to relearn, right? To visit things from different point of views and different perspectives and try to understand our current experience. How do we get to be where we are today? What did I do to create this? right? If you find yourself in a situation that you like, great. High five yourself. If you find yourself in a situation you don't, take responsibility for understanding that it's not just one thing that happened. It's a series of events. And what can we do in a compound effect uh, type strategic strategy and strategic thinking way, uh, be able to lift ourselves up, move forward, continue growing and developing and not be stopped. Um, I think uh, I heard a quote, my wife, I might have to give credit to her in this regard because uh, we were talking about, I said, I I think that might be an original, honey. And uh, it was something along the lines of, uh, I desire to inspire until I expire. So if it wasn't my wife, it was Les Brown. <laughs> Might have got the two mixed up. But uh, yes, yes, that's that's really wh- where I'm coming from today. And, you know, taking the time to uh, really pour energy into this this episode and, and this this thought, um, this thought plane that I'm on right now to kind of just think openly and clearly and share that. And if, if you can listen with with reason and logic and, and use some of your best skills. This, there's no better time than right now to take the compilation of everything that you've learned and use to drive uh, some realm of success in your health and your wealth and your relationships, mentally, physically, spiritually. Now's the time to call on that and be the best version of yourself because it's time to level up. Um, you know, they say, what doesn't, go, what doesn't kill you is going to make you stronger. Well, you know what? In my mind, I'm about to get stronger. So uh, I hope you're with me on that. And I uh, can't wait to see you at the end of 2020, uh, celebrating the transition into uh, 2021. So until the next episode, stay tuned in, stay locked in. Uh, what's coming up next? Uh, tune in, tune in. And I can't wait to tell you all about it. We're going to get deeper into the subject. We're going to get deeper into this and talk more about these two components, the emotional piece the logical piece, how they operate in the face of fear, understanding the why and understanding the how. So can't wait to catch you on the next episode. And until then, be sure to share with a friend. Thanks for listening to the end. Appreciate you guys. Yes, that is that slow heat, uh, emotions and logic in the face of fear. If you're feeling frozen after that episode, hopefully you've thought out and warmed up to the idea that we must keep moving forward. And that's what I was hoping you took from that episode. I appreciate that. And I can't wait to see you guys on the next episode, the why and the how and what to do now. Here's the hint. Don't get stuck.